Hey, you're with Ian and Blake on the Betting 11. Welcome back, everybody. And I think we've gotten Ian out of his haze. Yeah, what's going on, guys? Uh, you know, last episode, we talked about the beers that we were drinking and everything. And we're excited to share that. And somehow, I don't know what had happened, but I talked about the beer that I found that ended up being a hazy IPA, and I'm not really an IPA guy. I could have sworn I went for some chocolate porters, which is more my thing. And for whatever reason, I, I came home with the hazy IPA. I can't remember the trip to the to Publix and everything. I, I don't know. I was I guess I was in a haze. That's how I ended up with the hazy IPA. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, I went back today and I found the chocolate porter pack that I was looking for. And they've got like milk and cookies, German chocolate cake, mm. all sorts of stuff. And so what I got right now is uh, it's called Wicked Weed Brewing Milk and Cookies, Imperial Stout brewed with golden raisins, cinnamon, and vanilla. Are you getting ready for Santa Claus or what? Oh, oh, yeah, I guess oh. that time of year, man. Oh, that is that is a thick, good beer. That is a nice one. Milk and cookies. Yeah, don't let it dribble down right. your beard, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got to get that checked out on Untapped. So that'll be on there soon. Yeah, log in there. Very good. We'll have it on the website too for everybody. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think we're going to move into how we've been doing and what we've been doing the last few days. If you're following on Twitter, we've had some pretty cool action come to us from PointsBet USA. And what they've released to us is your first in-play bet on any in-play soccer event each day through 12-18 from three days ago is risk-free up to $50. If your first bet loses you will receive a free bet refund up to $50. And of course, the stipulation on the free bet is that you also make an in-play wager. So what we did was we said, okay, we're going to put 200 in the pot and and go with it and see how we can do unit-wise. And so what we did, we saw on Twitter, our first match was Chelsea minus 160 against Wolverhampton Wanderers on 12-15. Didn't go the way as we planned. Of course, Chelsea losing here 2-1 to one on a late goal. Of course, it doesn't always go your way in the 90th. It does sometimes, and we'll get to that later. You can also check out a blog on how it did go our way in the 90-plus-2 over Real Madrid last week. So what happened was the first one, we got $50 free bet. The next day, Ian came back, was highly confident after watching Juventus warm up, watching them play the first couple minutes. He thought, no problem, they're going to score a goal in the first half, and all we got to do is survive the rest of the half when it's plus 260. And this, again, was on the 16th. I said, okay, sounds good. We've got 50 bucks. we got to split that up or put it all on the same pot. So what we did was, so we had interest in the entire game, we split that $50 into two $25 bets, and we had Juventus or draw and over 1.5 goals in the match at minus 115. So not only did we have the first half bet of Juventus money line plus 260, we had the entire match for Juventus or draw and over 1.5 goals at minus 115. 25 on each of those, 25 on the first one paid 65, 25 on the second one paid 2174. So we're sitting pretty, you know, we're thinking like, oh, this is easy to make money. Not a problem. You lose, you'll win. No problem. Right back at you. Next day in with leads, we weren't so successful, right? No, Leeds kind of fucked us there. And, you know, you had texted me and you're like, hey, what do you think about uh, Leeds to come back against Newcastle and under four and a half? And I was like, well, they're definitely going to come back. Leeds aren't losing to Newcastle. Sorry, Frank. It's one of my buddies, a big Newcastle fan. But, uh, mm. you know, I, I knew that they were going to come back. But the four and a half goals, to me, it, it's really tough. You never really know with Leeds. Sometimes they're going to get shut out one nothing. 
even though the game's going to be back and forth, or maybe they're going to come out and win 5-2 like they did in a seven-goal. <laughs> right, they were pounding Newcastle, just like you're pounding beers right now. And it looked like, you know, they're going to be the same as they've been the last few games. They're going to play well. They're going to try and shoot. They're going to try and score, press high. But the results haven't been coming. This day, the results came. And we saw our Leeds United or draw and under 4.5 goals total in the game at minus 110, but lose. And again, this was on the 16th. So now we're in the hole again. We got to go back to the free bet well. And just to sum this up, the free bet well went very well for us. We had... Two free bets we were able to uh, take today, which we actually split into three. So the 50 went into 1667 three ways. And our first bet today was uh, under 2.5 goals at minus 110 in the Aston Villa Burnley game. The second one, which Ian thought, hey, man, we got to make a move here. I'm feeling this. These teams don't look like they're going to put the ball in the back of the net today, even though Aston Villa had many opportunities yeah i think they had like 20 something shots or something throughout the game something crazy 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 amount of shots you got to get one goal at home you'd think from that they didn't though so this bet we placed under 0.5 goals for the entire match was plus 1100 so you get a 16 dollars 67 free bet investment paying 183 dollars and 37 cents And it just goes to show you that any bet can hit on any given day. I mean, this was fantastic. It leads into a hedge that we're going to write a blog about later. So check the website, look at the blogs. But it was pretty good to come back and win some money. And right now we're sitting out of our original 200 starting pot with one more day to go. We're sitting with $248.52 from the original 200. So up 4.852 units. I mean, and we still have another $50 in free bets to go so take a look on the website for that yeah and one last thing there if you're gonna really work on in-game betting live bets to me it's not worth it to take a favorite minus 160 minus 180 that you would have taken before kickoff anyways you might as well wait see how the game goes biggest thing about live betting is make sure you're watching the game so you know what's going on don't just be like oh somebody scored i'm gonna put money on the other team like make sure you're watching and you've got an idea like today in the sheffield united game sheffield scores but it's complete goalkeeper blunder united really no bother at all you could tell from watching the game they're gonna win that game so as soon as that goal goes in like blake hey let's go what are the odds on United now? They were plus 120, where before the game, I think they were minus 260 or 270 for money line. So that's just, if you're going to do in-game betting like that, wait to see if there's going to be some value in it. Otherwise, just just don't bet it. You know, at the end of the day, is minus 180 or minus 260 money line really worth it unless you're putting $1,000 on it to win a couple hundred bucks? Even Right, then, there's you know? a... There's a level to our degeneracy, and I think we we are understanding that right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's the last thing I wanted to, to put up there. But uh, we'll get into the preview for the week. I think first we're going to the Bundesliga where Blake will take us away. Yeah, we got Union Berlin home to Dortmund, right? And we talked about Dortmund the other day. They had a good result with the new gaffer, came in there and won his first match, albeit only 2-1. to one. They did pretty well, and uh, you know they showed that they are capable of scoring more than Gio Reyna amazing goals, which we have still pinned to our Twitter like we promised last time. <laughs> Berlin has scored in every game this year. That's 13 games, and Dortmund have scored in 20 of 21 games this year. So our play here is, you know, are these overperformers versus underperformers, or is it vice versa? 
We don't know. I mean, Union Berlin, we talk about them now three pods in a row as being potential title contenders, and they're showing that they can play with most every team in the Bundesliga. They need to get some points and get some results. I'm showing them in the table right now, sixth, Dortmund in fourth. It's 22 points to 18, so we could see quite the swing here. It's a big game for them, and, and we'll have our consensus pick for you on the website coming up later this week. Yeah, so if we're looking at the odds there, Union Berlin are plus 310 money line, Dortmund are minus 125 money line. Looking at the spread, Union plus one, minus 115. That seems like a good shout to me. Dortmund minus one at plus 230. I think it's going to be a closer game than a, a Dortmund two or three goal win. And then I know both teams have had a lot of results scoring here. So if we look at both teams to score, a yes is minus 160. Um, not the best odds, but it, I, I think it's a pretty good bet that both teams are going to score. If you want to look at result in both to score, Union Berlin plus 600. And Dortmund plus 240 for a result in both to score. So a bunch of different stuff to, to think about there. Yeah, and hopefully w- with you hearing those odds and seeing what we've done over the last week, your eyes are really open to the amount of available different bets to make you feel comfortable or for you to have fun with while you're taking your wagers to the uh, online book or wherever you're doing it with. There's a lot of options for you to take care of your bets and to make the game fun. I will keep it in the yeah. Bundesliga with the Germans and Leverkusen hosting FCB Bayern Munich. What we see here is a couple of good teams playing against each other. Bayern have conceded a first half opener, however, in five straight competitive away games. We see Leverkusen having won 10 of 11 and are unbeaten in their last 11, while Bayern haven't been beaten since September 27th, which is like an 18 game unbeaten streak. Uh, they've won 14 of those 18. And why I say unbeaten, it feels like. They haven't lost. They're always in the mix to win the game. Lewandowski, as we call him, he <laughs> scores and scores and scores and doesn't stop. It seems like uh, he scored three goals, a loss, uh, three goals across the last two head-to-heads, and he's netted his 250th Bundesliga strike this past midweek. Only the third player to achieve that feat. So the dude is a player to watch. Uh, Munich, though, they should be exhausted after playing two games per week for the last four weeks. Ian's talking to me about that earlier today. They've been hard-fought games, which we Wolfsburg would be. We knew Union Berlin, who's looking for a shot at the title. They'd be tough, too. Locomotive was a 2-0 win. And then Leipzig, we saw the 3-3 draw. So, I mean, some of these games have been really close, and teams are starting to figure Bayern out, but they still are the best until they're not the best. We've said that many times. Yeah, and we're looking at Leverkusen plus 280, Munich minus 120 money lines there. If we're looking at the spread, Bayer Leverkusen plus one is minus 110. Bayern minus one at plus 200. If you want to go both teams to score, yes is minus 280. So it's looking like they're expecting some goals in that game. And if we want to look at result in both to score, Leverkusen's plus 440, Munich's plus 170. Over two and a half goals, minus 270. Over three and a half goals, minus 108. You know, this is, this is, kind of Leverkusen's World Cup final because if they can win this one, then they might have a legitimate shot at winning Bundesliga. I don't give them very good chance, but Bayern Munich have had some tough competition the past three or four weeks where they've really had to exert themselves and you can see it in their results. They haven't won every single one. They've, they've got quite a few draws mixed in there. Yeah, you know, you see number one versus number two. And we've seen that with Tottenham and Liverpool this past week where the game was pretty heated. I mean, the goals that were scored were, eh, Son's goal was okay. You know, Salah's deflection, eh. 
but I'm hoping to see a little bit better from these two teams. I mean, we see Leverkusen with 27 goals. We see Bayern sitting on 37 goals for, and these teams, they can score just like odds predict. So hopefully we see some action on a one versus two before Christmas, which would be fantastic. Yeah, and don't forget that the Bundesliga, they actually take a winter break. So this will be the last set of games. The last games are on Sunday, December 20th, up until Saturday, January 2nd. So there could be some fireworks in this game. Both teams know exactly how much it means. They know they're going to get a break after this game. So we might see a really, really good game here. But moving over to England, our next set of games, we're looking at Everton hosting Arsenal, which I I don't even know why I put this on the list. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to pick Arsenal. Like, we're obviously fading them. And I call myself an Arsenal fan, but I keep fading them. So, you know, oh, it's whatever. Man. They're doing so bad. They've, uh, You know, I guess I'll go over these stats here. It just makes me more depressed. So, Arsenal, they've failed to win in five Premier League games now with only two draws. So, three losses, two draws on the trot in the Premier League. And they played down a man now in two consecutive games after having two red cards. One was to Gabriel, the center back, and Xhaka, the holding the mid for Arsenal. Uh, they haven't scored more than one Premier League goal since their 2-1 win over Sheffield United. Always fade the blades. <laughs> <laughs> so nine, nine league games where, where they haven't scored more than one goal. So... I mean, I'd like to say Aubameyang got a goal over midweek and maybe he's going to start to turn things around, but that's really the only bright spot there. You can maybe hang your hat on, yeah, we were down one nothing, and we went down a man and we scored to come back, so they showed some fight, but it's just it's tough, tough treading right now. Speaking of fight, you know, Arsenal has picked up more Premier League red cards than uh, <laughs> pretty much anybody's. You know, I think they have seven since Arteta took uh, charge of the it first might even team. Be and... Nine, I, I think I heard that stat too. And now part of that's because they got David Luiz. You know, sideshow right. Bob over there. He's he's getting his fair share, right? He's probably got about four of those himself. <laughs> <laughs> but if we look over to Everton, they're coming off consecutive wins versus Leicester and Chelsea, which is good, good results, if you ask me. So I'd say Everton are definitely in form. Arsenal are not. So. If we translate that into the odds, Blake, what are we looking at? Yeah, looking at the odds here, the money lines, we'll just read them off to you. Everton plus 130, Arsenal plus 200. I don't think the odds makers expect a lot of goals in this match. The over is minus 120. The under is minus 105 for the uh, over and under 2.5. So I don't think uh, we're going to see too much action. Draw or Arsenal's minus 160. So if you're an Arsenal fan like Ian and you're not seeing them participate in the matches too well at the moment, you might be looking at that. Uh, draw no bet is plus 120. That's another one, too, where you don't want to waste your time or money on the draw. You can just get your money back and live to fight another day. Uh, plus 120 for Arsenal there. Everton minus 150. So there's some there's some decent odds on the board for what you want to do here this midweek. You know, and to me, Blake, that Everton money line there at plus 130, if you're looking for value and you like Everton or you don't like Arsenal like I do right now, I would lock that in. That seems like really good odds to me. It's only going to go down if if you ask me as we get closer to kickoff. Everton will probably be, a, you know, maybe even minus something, minus 110, maybe even money. I, I just can't see that line getting any better. So, you know, right team, right price, as our buddy Sam over on Chicken Dinner says, 
you gotta get it, it go ahead and lock it in now yeah. we we had <laughs> we had wolfsburg plus two earlier in the week on our last pod and by the time we got to kickoff it was down to plus one and i believe they were plus money or just minus 110 minus 120 at plus two where if you would have got wolfsburg locked in right after our pod it was a winner but if you got them at kickoff it was a push or a lose and we're always talking about keep some money in the bank for some bets that you want to make, right? So you don't want to stretch yourself too thin as to not have any money to play around with in-game and or with what you want to see in the future here as we're seeing with Everton and Arsenal. I think we're moving on to Atalanta and Roma in uh, Syria. That's right. We go over to Italia, where despite missing Ilicic and Papu Gomez, Atalanta looked decent against Juve. I, you know, I don't know if you watched the game, Blake, but it was a pretty fun game to watch 1-1. It was definitely more chances than your typical 1-1 draw there. Juve, Ronaldo missed the penalty. They had a couple other chances. Atalanta probably would have felt they they deserved another goal or two. But I think overall, a draw was right in that game. But to see Atalanta kind of come together without their two best players makes you think that they're definitely deeper than just three or four players which is definitely good for them going forward, depending on what's going to happen here. We, we're still hearing some drama coming out of there. I don't know if Papu Gomez or Ilicic will be playing Papu. too much coming up <laughs> or if uh, Gasparini is still talking about leaving. So we'll, we'll kind of see what's going on there. You know, if we look over to Roma there, Roma have scored in eight of their 10 matches, their last 10 matches. Uh, sorry, actually, nine out of their last 11 after today's win against Torino, where they won 3-1. Uh, however, Atalanta are unbeaten in their last five against Roma in this series history. They've got three wins with two draws. You know, I, I envision this to be a pretty good game. Both teams are probably going to score. Atalanta doesn't know how to defend. Roma, I uh, think they're probably one of the top four teams in the league. So I can see everybody going after this. And again, Italy, just like Germany, they do have a Christmas break as well. So they've got one more set of midweek games after this weekend. So maybe not quite going at it as hard as in Germany, but I, I like to see this as a good game. What are we looking at the odds there, Blake? Yeah, I think the bookmakers feel what you're feeling, Ian, and they see that a number four team in AS Roma against the number eight team in Atalanta are actually going to be the underdogs today. We're seeing them, uh, Roma, at plus 200, Atalanta plus 120 on the match result line. Last time we saw that, I think it was Union Berlin, we were looking at playing against uh, Stuttgart, right? And they were the underdogs Mm -hmm. only because they were an away team as Roma is this time. So we see a similar trend as far as how the bookies set the lines to the home teams there. Roma on the draw no bet line is plus 120 which is not as good as them winning straight outright, but it gives you two options. The over-under for the game at 2.5 is plus 165 for the under. Over is minus 210. So they definitely think it's going to be somewhere around three goals because the under 3.5 is a minus 150. The over 3.5 is a plus 120. So it's not often you get a team that's uh, in a Champions League spot with 24 points uh, against somebody who's on the outside looking in as the underdog. Yeah, you know, I, I like a whole lot of those lines there. Uh, I like Roma plus one getting plus odds. That seems like a great shout to me. Over three and a half might even be a, a good shout there too. I'm definitely going to be taking a look at this one a lot harder as the game gets closer. Wait to see if I can, you know, kind of cipher any more drama that's going on 
going on over at Atalanta. And uh, you hear us talk about the in-game bets and everything. And at least to me, as somebody who's played the game, but to me, soccer is one of those games that it's so much harder for the coach to have any sort of sway into unless it's just before kickoff leading up to the game in practice or at halftime. That's about the only time where they can really change something, maybe a few substitutions later on in the game. But if you look at any of the other sports, football, basketball, hockey, there's so many stoppages to where the coach can try and stop the momentum, try and change up their tactics or hammer home their tactics that, to where, you know, if you do in-game betting in the NFL and stuff, there's so much game to be played that so many things can change. Typically in a soccer game, the way that it's going is the way that it's going to end the half and maybe even the game, you know, and you look at that, and it, I think it kind of translates into a little bit easier of in-game betting than other sports. I agree with you. I don't think there's any disputing that. I mean, like in hockey, there's line changes and the coach can match players against other players. The same goes for in basketball, baseball, you see the pitchers being changed, you know, to match who they need to, the right-hander or the left-hander or vice versa. Here you're seeing an instruction, just like Ian said, pregame halftime and you know, changing a formation in game is, is pretty hard. I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen any announcers even commentate on that. Think about how many games you've listened to or watched and you have been able to physically see a formation change or hear an announcer mention that they're switching up from the original four, four, two into a four, one, four, one, or something like that. I don't think you hear that too often. So it's something that the announcers don't even pick up on. It's pretty hard to do in game. Yeah. And, you know, maybe we're seeing some sort of correlation there. We just really got into the live, the live betting the past two or three days, and we're up pretty good amount of units there. Let's track on over to the Stadio Olimpico where there is a track. You see what I did there? Hey, look <laughs> at you. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, Lazio are hosting Napoli. Napoli are four and one in the last five of this fixture. But only one of the games, which was in August of this year, had been decided by more than one goal. So every game's been really close. Um, and if you look at Lazio, they seem to kind of be draw specialists this year. Excuse me. They've got seven draws out of their 18 games, which equal the seven wins they have total on the season. So um we hate betting the draw but they seem to be draw specialists so we'll see what the odds are there but Lazio have scored in all but one game this year Napoli are coming off a tough 1-0 loss to enter midweek and before that they were unbeaten in their last six so what are we looking at the odds there the odds are not too crazy so they are plus 150 the draw is at plus 240 which we never bet don't forget that <laughs> uh, under over is pretty even at minus 110 and minus 115 under over 2.5 there. The under over at 3.5 is uh, over plus 230 under minus 300. We see Napoli at minus 130 on the draw no bet. The spread wagers, which is something that I'd probably be interested in here. I'm seeing Napoli plus one at minus 240. So for me, I'd probably include that in a parlay of some sorts. Getting an extra goal there. Lazio to win. By more than one is plus 550. So the game seems to be pretty tight. Yeah, I think this is going to be a tightly contested match. And I would, I kind of lean towards Lazio here, but Lazio 
of the top six or eight teams, they've got the the shortest bench, if if you want to call it that. They really don't rotate their players too much. And when you're playing midweek Champions League game and then weekend Serie A game and you're trying to cram all this stuff in because of COVID and everything, and we're right at the end before their break, you might think they they quite don't have enough in the tank. So I think I would want to lean Lazio. I think my head's more saying uh, Napoli or or maybe even the over-under goals there. I think over three and a half, something like that, probably be a good, good bet. I like the... Lazio halftime bet if that's what you're thinking maybe do a Lazio plus 245 to win the first half that's uh yeah that's an aggressive line there I I I like that I I don't know you know if you if you had held a gun to my head I think it's going to be a zero zero halftime and then things kind of open up from there that's not a bad bet to at least make and see how it goes maybe you do some in-game hedging or something like that Hey, and your boy Ciro, he's doing pretty well. He's been scoring some goals for you. That's all he does. All he does is score, man. He's, I think the last two years now, he's led Europe in goals scored, which is just crazy considering you got Messi, you got Ronaldo, you got Lewandowski, all those guys, and he's scored more goals than anybody across all competitions the past two years. Plus 130 for the anytime goal scorer. Oh, I like that. Me likey, me likey. Yeah. <laughs> Get some. Speaking of getting some, get some blades, get faded again today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, we're going to talk about Manchester versus Leeds, but we want to mention real quick today, again, Sheffield lost 3-2, to two, always fade the blades. They stink. They lost. They haven't changed a single thing. The only reason they had two goals is because the goalkeeper for Manchester today was awful. Oh, Absolutely God, atrocious. Blake, seriously, do you want me to like tweet at Henderson and ask him to give you some of the money back that you lost today off, off the goals that he gave up? Or what? Do you want to talk Man. about that? Are you still a little bit hurt about that? I caught a minus one Asian handicap at minus 135 to end a six-leg parlay early in the week. I just basically took our podcast and said, all right, what do I like from what Ian and I talked about? And I picked six different matches, of course, and six different legs in the parlay. And the final one that I needed, and I'll put the picture up there, was Manchester United minus one. And a $23 six-legger paid $472. When he didn't challenge that cross in the 88th minute and (laughs) grab that ball inside the six-yard box, I almost broke my television. Because not only that, but the first goal – I don't know what he's doing. He gives up the ball inside his own six. What goalie does that? I mean, Neuer's playing think, bad, but he's not passing it to the opposition in his six. No, so what I think happened was he was doing his David De Gea impersonation because he's watched <laughs> him from the bench so much lately. He was like, well, this is what the Manchester United number one goalkeeper does, right? This is what hey, this I'm is how I get a do. starting gig. <laughs> I, I think I think Ian even texted me. He's like, was like, I wish De Gea was in goal. And I said, you wish what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the one time you wish De Gea was in that. <laughs> but uh, we'll move on to Man United hosting Leeds. Yeah, and, you know, I really wish we had fans in the stadium for this game because this is one of the biggest rivalries, if you ask a Leeds fan. If you ask a Man United fan, it's kind of, you know, big brother, little brother, like, ah, whatever, we're going to take care of them. They haven't played in forever, but – this is Leeds game. So I really, really wish we had some fans at Old Trafford here. I, I, 
I can't remember if um, Old Trafford or sorry, Manchester are allowed to have fans or not, but even still, it's only 2000 fans where on a normal night, you'd have 80,000 fans in there. So I really wish we could have fans in here. Luckily, the rematch of this is going to be in April. So hopefully by then we're back to normal. And if you go down to Ellen Road in April for United coming to town, that is going to be a hell of a match. You know, the last match they played was Manchester winning 4-0 in Australia, a club friendly back in 2019. You can see that atmosphere and how that game ended in the, the series that they have on Amazon Prime, I believe it is, for Leeds. That's a great series. If you get a chance to watch a series about any of these clubs that's available, yeah, there's Man City, there's a couple, but the Leeds one is fantastic. That one and the Sunderland one were well done. Yeah, those were really great. I, I love the Sunderland one. Uh, I've heard good things about a bunch of them. I mean, that seems to be kind of the new in vogue thing. It, you know, about a year ago, we had everybody redoing 80s movies and everything. Now it's, I guess, soccer documentary. Yeah, it makes your buddy Mourinho look pretty good. He's actually like a little bit of a softy <laughs> when you watch the Tottenham one. You know, he's a complete asshole to everybody during pressers. Even the other day telling Klopp, hey, best team lost today. Like how much <laughs> of an arrogant dude do you have to be to tell this guy that you that you are the better team even though you lost. That's fantastic yeah, stuff by this That's guy. another match that I really hope we can get some fans back in the stadium for because after they went back and forth, Klopp went over to the fans and like really was riling his players and fans up and everything just shoving it in Mourinho's face. Like you might've been the better team, but we got the three points. That's all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of three points Leeds need the three points. They're sitting on 17 right now, 13th in the table. They wanted to make a run at champions league. They saw it in their eyes and their sights earlier in the year. A couple sports books were offering promos leads to make a champions league spot. And there were some good odds being thrown around. And for those of you that took any of those future odds, it's not looking too great right now. There's a lot of teams sitting in front of them that are playing pretty decent ball, but you see the number six Manchester United facing off against the number 13 leads. And what does Manchester need to do in this game to win Ian? Uh, pretty simple. They need to start Marcus Rashford and start Bruno Fernandes. That's about it. <laughs> Cause if you look at their games this year, I mean, if they're not in the side, they struggle. They were down 2 nothing to Southampton at halftime. Both of them were being rested for the Champions League game midweek. They brought them on. They came back. They won 3-2. You know, they, they were in the side today. They won 3-2. No problem. It, it I think it really is as simple as Rashford and Bruno Fernandes. And it's kind of crazy when you think of all the players they have in that side that those two guys can have such an impact. But, you know, it seems United kind of have it figured out now. that They had a few bumps in the road, but in the league, they've been doing really well. Uh, they have been a little, a little iffy at home. I know the Sheffield game was at home too, but it's, you know, Sheffield, they're, they're a second division side right now. To go back uh, to Leeds, you know, yeah, it'd be great for them to finish even the top eight. I, I think they'll be, they'll be more than happy to finish top 12. Obviously, they, they'd want to do a little bit better, but for the first first time back in the Premier League in over, I think it's like 30 years, they'll, they'll be more than happy to finish 12 or halfway up the table. Yeah, and if they could defend set pieces, they'd be doing a lot better than where they're at right now. Even the likes of Newcastle has their way on set pieces with these guys. That's something that I can't believe a coach with uh, his type of pedigree and understanding of the game can't get these boys to set piece defend it's pretty crazy to me well yeah Bielsa's got to be just ripping his hair out because 
a manager who is so involved and goes into so much detail for every game, it, he's he's got to be coaching that. It just isn't translating somehow because he's too good a manager to to leave set pieces alone you know uh, so I'm not sure exactly what's going on there but you are right they're they're struggling with the set pieces right now right on but um if we look over at the odds there we're looking United are minus 145 money line Leeds are plus 360 United for the spread minus one at plus 180 Leeds plus one at plus 120 um I think I kind of like that you know but I think more so there's going to be some goals in this game over three and a half at plus plus one thirty six. I might get that a, a pop. I, I could definitely see a two, two, three, two, something, you know, kind of crazy. If we look at both teams, to score, the yes is minus one eighty six. So. Ooh, yeah. That might be something I include in a parlay. I like that. What I'm going to do for this game is have a few drinks and enjoy it. I mean, if you can expect a lot of goals, especially on a day right before Christmas here, we're seeing this on 1220. Uh, this would be a fantastic match. And like Ian said, it'd be even better with the fans in the stands. But I'm going to have a few drinks and hope that a lot of goals come into this game. Yeah, and that game, uh, like we said, is 12:20 Sunday at 11:30 Eastern, which is pretty much perfect roll into the NFL games. Especially <laughs> for somebody like Blake and I. Blake's a Bears fan. I'm a Jags <laughs> fan. We're not really going to miss too much if we miss the first 30 minutes of that game, are we? <laughs> and I'd rather be drunk going into the Bears game. <laughs> Absolutely. Makes it a little bit easier to watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So oh, we're, we're, we're rounding things up here, and we, we want to give you guys some more games, but we're going to have to do it on the website. Uh, yeah, so we got Atletico playing against Elche, and Barca is going against Valencia, which should be a pretty good game. Uh, Parma is hosting Juve. And we've got Leipzig hosting Köln, and then Brighton hosting Sheffield, which, you know, the only reason that's on there is because we always fade the blades. You know, if you check back on Twitter and our our website, thebettingxi.net, again, the Twitter handle is bettingxi. We'll have way more uh, info there as far as our leans and trends as we get closer to the weekend. We just wanted to give you something here for the, the next couple of days without being over an hour hour and a half pod there you know there's just so much to get into right now hopefully i mean it kind of slows down but literally the soccer is never ending it's just going on and on and on forever uh it feeds me like an iv into my veins buddy we've got it (laughs) no doubt this this degeneracy is fantastic i'm happy i grew up a soccer player i'm happy i'm doing this right now and for those of you that are starting to come along you know like one of our buddies at, at all cash no taxes He's definitely interested in some footy. He's texting me on the regular. He's he's in, he's got the bug, and it's fantastic to see, especially if you're doing it responsibly. Don't forget that. But, you know, we're the betting XI. We're, like Ian said, at thebettingxi.net. On Twitter, we're at bettingxi. Shoot us a DM, shoot us a message, anything you'd like to see or any questions you might have, we'd be happy to help you out with that. Take a look at the blog. We've got some crazy good stories on there about some hedging and about some in-game wagering, things that we've done recently. And it'd be interesting read for you. They're not too long. They're probably about three to four minute reads. Yeah, guys, sounds good. Hopefully you guys are following on all the platforms. And uh, if you hear about us or you see us and you like us, go ahead and hit the retweet, hit the like, you know, give us a good review any of that stuff is greatly appreciated yeah thanks a lot we'll catch you next week good luck peace out